There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, hang on. Recording. Hello, Egg Chasers. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We are here in the Rugby Dungeon. We, uh, you know what, really hot, sunny weekend. There is nowhere we'd rather be than below ground level (laughs) with no natural light. None. Chatting rugby. A well-insulated room as well. Well, (laughs) Lots lots of uh, recording equipment kicking out a load of heat. I was going to say, and you'll probably know um, this in your in your role with construction stuff, Phil. But I imagine the ground that is surrounding the, the, the foundations of this building that we're currently sat in probably has absorbed quite a lot of heat over the last 48 hours. And yet. hopefully asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> absorbed heat and asbestos. Uh, yeah, it, it's war- rather warm down here. But we'd, we'd rather be here than anywhere else. Absolutely. As you just heard, that's JB wearing... That's that's your na- Navy outfit from Poland you're uh, wearing. <laughs> it kind of is, actually. It's not mine, it's Brim Williams's. I, I, I happen to pack his alongside mine. And it actually fits perfectly. It does. Looks Phil, good. Phil, rather, you look like you're about to go and work on a boat. Phil looks like he's about to go and relax. He looks like he on, owns a boat. On a deck. He looks like he owns a boat, he does. Well, I am wearing boat shoes, so officially I should own a boat to, a boat to allow me to wear boat shoes, but sadly yeah, I, I don't. I think there should be a law about that. You, you literally need a licence to wear boat shoes by buying a yacht and you've got to prove it. Well, yeah. that's, that, that is the equivalent of, uh, basically, I, I don't think anyone older than kids should wear football or rugby shirts oh, or anything well, I've, I've, got one, I've got one better for you I don't think you should be legally allowed to be called a director unless you're on company's house I mean, that, I, that is my biggest bugbear director of rugby yeah yeah yeah, well, uh, no, yeah. you've either got to sit in a chair with one of those little clipboards or you have to be on company's house you're not allowed to be director of social services or client director not allowed yeah I'm with that mm. it's an official title it's like p- people having like a Porsche branded, uh, any, well, anything or Ferrari branded, Must any, Ferrari. anything. Yeah, if you want to have that, own a Ferrari. Well, let's take Tim's to the Tim's one to the next level, which is if you want to wear a sports top, you've got to play for the team in some capacity. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, there, there are, I'm trying to remember the rugby player I, I remember having a chat to, and he said he, he would not, even when from when he was really young, like way before representative level rugby. 
he decided he wouldn't. Where was it? There's there's a big thing with Australia. Oh no, you're the right. Go- the gold. You're right. The oh, gold. Green, the gold of gold. Australia. Yeah, I think that might be it. And it might be New Zealanders as well. They yeah. would, they wouldn't wear the international jersey at all until they earned it. Adam Ashley Cooper was big on that. Yeah. From when he was a kid. Yeah. I seem to remember. I like that. I like yeah, that. I well, do like that. I do think. So I, I'm with you. I think, but there should be good fan wear. As in, like totally. tra- training top type stuff. I love, I love going to the gym in. I've got a multitude of rugby club vests that I like going to the gym in. Uh, so you should be allowed that, oh, but not absolutely the, not the playing the, shirt, the jersey. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do have the. Well, I'll tell you another one. Manchester United, because they're sponsored by Adidas, can obviously have an unlimited kit for their academy. When their academy kids play, I don't mean the academy immediately below Manchester United, but all the age groups, they all play in like Germany kits or the kit which Adidas sponsor, but not the United kit because that's the thing you you don't play for United until you play for United. Oh, mm. I like it. Mm. Yeah, there you go. I because like that. that makes it more of an achievement. Yes, and exactly. Right. You've got to work up to it, and that is quite an achievement as well. It's like playing in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, on this podcast, we're going to be talking, obviously, about the semi-finals in the Pro 14 and the Aviva Premiership. Um, why were Ulster playing... Um, the loser bowl, you mean? Ospreys. Yeah, this is the loser bowl. So this is uh, qualification for the, um, for the Champions Cup next season because... So it's... <laughs> It's, oh, it's, it's, it's like very. Extra, it's like like when they had the seventh place playoff in the Premiership between top fourteen and yeah, the Avicii. Yeah, and it goes down. It so you work down teams not qualified. So there's a whole hierarchy. So for example, Gloucester because they weren't in the top six, they qualified through winning the challenge. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, for being finalists in the Challenge Cup because Cardiff had already qualified in the league and they yeah. didn't get it through the Challenge Cup. So it drops down to then semi finalists, and the semi finalists were. Uh, of, I can't even remember. Pow and someone some others. Yeah. Anyway, it became Pro 14 with a team that got the extra spot. So there was a playoff for the two uh, fourth place in, oh, in the, the two. Okay, that explains the that. two conferences. I literally, I literally switched off for all of that. And who won? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Ulster won 35-17. So Ulster are going to get a beast of a Champions Cup group. Yeah. For next year. They're okay. a good team though. And they'll have Will Addison next year. So yeah, easy wins right. everywhere. They'll be all right. Uh, so we're going to talk about the semi-finals. Uh, there's a few other things that have been going on in the rugby world. Um, firstly, it's the Royal Wedding, Royal Wedding this weekend. I know JB's household was a hub of Royal <laughs> Wedding <laughs> activity <laughs> it yesterday. Was, it really was. <laughs> and my mum made it on to BBC Breakfast. She's a massive royalist. She went down to... London to wave some flags. What a nutter. I, I just assumed <laughs> that everyone there was from London or around London. But I got no. a, I was getting a train back from uh, Manchester, uh, London to Manchester after the Saracens game. And there were tons of people making their way home. Yeah. Yeah, the it, insanity is real. It, yeah, it's it really sickness. is. It's, it's completely bonkers. I, <laughs> the most searched thing on Instagram in America was cucumber sandwiches. Recipe, really? A recipe for cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> How awful. Cucumber sandwiches, Pims. But there were some rugby players there. Not many. Yeah. Well, James Haskell was there, was he not? Uh, well, Clive, so Clive Woodward and Johnny Wilkinson were there. Johnny Wilkinson's missus is pregnant. Yeah. It l- looked to me. Yeah. So I'm assuming that now that means that Eddie is going to be taking Johnny Wilkinson's wife on tour to give the, the right. fetus some experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Almost certainly. <laughs> um, but no, the Archbishop of Banterbury was there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, which I thought was a. It's not. It's not a good move. That I don't think. I mean, it's. 
it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to go to a royal wedding. Sure, it's, but a, it's, team. A gr- it's a great move. Well, do you know what he went to? He only went to the daytime bit. He didn't go to the evening. So you went to the daytime bit where you have to go into the church an hour early, sit there for an hour, sit through all that service. Do you know what? Leave and you have a short evening, uh, early evening reception before you're told to do one. Yeah, what am I talking about? Um, I I obviously would do it. But I just yeah. think of all of the things I haven't done to go and watch or play for Tok H or Broughton Park over all the years, which is a huge amount. <laughs> a huge amount. Yeah, but he was injured anyway, wasn't he? I went training on the and... day of my daughter's birth. <laughs> <laughs> Dai Young but... did give him permission. Yeah. Dai yeah, Young, Young said, but it was injured, my choice. Well, Dai Young actually said, I, I, I said, Dai, um, James Haskell at the Royal Wedding, is that, um, you know, how do you feel about that? And he went, I, I, what did he say? He, he made a joke about it, like, well... I don't think he was Northampton's problem. It was basically about it was basically about James Haskell invited himself. I think is what Dai Young said, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then he said no, it was my decision. Uh, I I've I've agreed to it. So. I'd invite him to my wedding just to you know jazz it up a bit. <laughs> yeah, well he'd probably come based answer. on his track record. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think it was Lawrence Delalio's, um joke, and it was a joke. Uh oh. Said oh, he got he was like oh yeah he's got a foot injury because he dropped the invitation on his foot. Well, <laughs> well, he said it better. Yeah, leave the drugs, Austin. <laughs> Sorry, he said it better. <laughs> Sorry, lol. <laughs> um, anyway, so, oh no, Sam Burgess, did you see his tweet? No. Sam Burgess tweeted, did I just see James Haskell at the royal wedding? That bloke gets where water can't. I wonder if he and Harry will discuss hair growth products at the after party. <laughs> Get him. And, and also, Mike Tyndall's there, obviously. obviously yeah. yeah, stacks up. He's fixed his nose. Has he? Yeah. It's it's a bit disconcerting. Oh, I don't want to don't want to see that. <laughs> no, I. Well, it's, it's, it's odd nice, looking nice at straight I line. That, really? Yeah. 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 Put up. yeah. We should tweet that from Egg Chasers. There was one expert bit of trolling from the from the cameramen that were covering the royal wedding when James Haskell and Clive, and Clive Woodward uh, were focused on while they were singing "Bread of Heaven." Mm. <laughs> I did like that. But no, there you go. Anything else from the game? Uh, from the royal, well, from, from the, the royal wedding. Royal wedding. I didn't watch. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really watch much of it. I, I've, I've seen, watched none of it. I've, I've seen a couple of uh, images without sound when I was at the gym this morning. Yeah. That that's about it. Yeah. Um, no, a rugby story. Oh, we'll get the, in... the one thing from oh, the yeah, from on. the royal wedding, and it was everywhere. Was David Beckham, and just how good he looked. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He looked very good at Wimbledon a few years ago. I thought. Yeah. Peak Beckham. He, he was. He'll be potting everything. Johnny he? Johnny Wilkinson is a handsome man, and he was stood next to David Beckham, and he looked like it made he made Johnny Wilkinson look like Danny DeVito. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was remarkable. Wow, wow. <laughs> there is a rugby story, of course. Oh yeah. So before we get into the games, um, really, really, real shame for Jack Willis. Yeah. So it's... have we had? Confirmation that his no. knee has got because I, th- I think he said that he'll be going for a scan either today or tomorrow. I'm hoping it's not too bad because he kind of did walk off. Well, so what Dai Young said after the game is it doesn't look good, it's his knee, it's in a brace, and he it's bad enough that he's going to go for a scan right away rather than wait uh, till Monday. Okay, uh, uh, and I also on, on the on the touchline when Jack Willis came out in the, the start of the second half, came out on crutches with his knee in a brace. His dad was stood next to the Saracens bench. Just obviously come out the crowd, come down to chat to him. I only know it's only only assuming it's his dad because he looks the absolute spitting image of him. And he went over, and I didn't see what they said, 
But all I saw is Jack Willis have a chat with his dad, and then his dad just put his hand over his eyes, like get to go, and just went, "Oh no!" Yeah. So they're not. They're saying it's too early to tell, but I think the indications are it's pretty bad. Oh, like, hang on. Got 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 a phone call. Ooh. Hello. Uh, hello. Ah, Don Ormond, how are you? I'm good myself. Hang on. I'll oh just no you way. Yep. There we go. Just. Did I, did I catch you? Did I catch you guys at the wrong time? Uh yeah yeah uh, uh abs- absolutely fine mate uh yeah Don meet Tim Tim meet Don Phil meet Don well I've I've met Don before a couple of times handing him many man of the match medals but you know n- never had the pleasure of meeting him on the podcast oh nice to meet you mate again again <laughs> so have you uh have you had any phone calls tonight Don uh no no, no I haven't no <laughs> oh that would that would have been a scoop <laughs> <laughs> how are you feeling how's the body feeling today. Uh, it's a bit, it's a bit bruised and battered, but you know that's the way it should be after after a good game like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a tremendous game, tremendous performance by you boys, particularly the pack. Did it go that first half? Was was the game plan to keep it close and tight exactly as you did? Um, the, I think the game plan was just to make sure we we carried on doing what we've been doing the whole season. Um, in terms of not trying to create miracles, not trying to think that that's what's winning us a game. So. It's what was working was keeping it um, close and tight, and that's that's what we had to stick to. Um, you know, Newcastle put in some amazing sets of D, and geez, credit to them. They had, they had to put in a lot of tackles, but you know, it was it must have been tiring work for them. It was tiring for us, so yeah, so we stuck to what worked. Really. I think it was maybe ten minutes in, and there was still uh, like two thirds of of the Exeter side hadn't made a tackle by that point. It was is that right? Yeah, something like that. The the, the ability and the confidence and the, and the synergy between. Between oh, sorry. you're right, JB. Yep. Uh, between the extra side, just to have that confidence to retain the ball, it's um, it's amazing. How much of that is training? How much of that is just the the the, the basic skills that you possess? How much of it is coaching? Because it's it's pretty remarkable, Don. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a bit of everything. You know, it's really good. You know, especially from like I said, a forward pack um, doing what we needed to do, and then you know the back line not. You know, sometimes backs can. You know, try and be flamboyant and do these amazing offloads. Whereas I think our backs just really gelled and they really stuck to the game plan. And you know, when the forwards are doing their thing and then the backs are doing their thing, it, it actually makes for a pretty good picture. So, you know, I think it's a bit of coaching, it's a bit of mindset, it's a bit of training, it's a bit of basics. It's you know, it just it was what it needed to be in, in a in a playoff game like that. Don, Don, tell me, what is it like playing with a guy like Ollie Woodburn, who just seems to rip up everything? Uh, amazing. I mean, he's 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 not very loud, he's, but he's very passionate. So yeah, he's he's really good to 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 look back when the kick when the ball's been kicked over your head, and Ollie jumps up in the air and catches these balls, which you, you know are, are amazing to catch and make such a big difference. Um, and you know, not only that, just the way he attacks is deep. I mean, everything he does, just trying to get around on the field. Um, he, he's amazing to play with, really. And he can finish a try pretty well. Yeah, he's had a few good finishes this year, hasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, more than a few, and that one at the weekend was just another example of a brilliant finish. Yeah, well, you know that's he's putting himself up there with some of the some of the best finishes, isn't he? Oh, definitely, it really is. And again, I I know that you know it's it's difficult for you to comment in in your position, but um, we have been banging a drum for Ollie Woodburn, for yourself, for for a number of other extra chief players for. Forgetting the record, well, I'd like to think that um, international 
accolades are earned on on the merit of the performance that you put in week in week out month in month out season in season out and if that's the case then it's you'd like to think it's only a matter of time before Ollie Woodburn is also someone that's um, in the conversation yeah you know he's definitely been there and thereabouts for like I think the last a few seasons now um you know, I, I don't really know why why he hasn't been picked, but you know, it's not my job. Um, you know, there's there's ins and outs of of back play that I literally have no clue about yet. <laughs> all the time, so you know, I mean, if if I was the coach, I'd pick him. I'm not the coach, so I've just got to just just play with him. That's an interesting point. If you were a back, Don, what what what, what position would you play? I'd probably try and play a position that's very similar to a forward, so probably one of the, like a centre, inside centre maybe. Give mm. the ball, run it up. Hey, well, yeah. you know, it, it worked for Sam Burgess. He went to a World <laughs> yeah. Cup. Yeah, yeah, did. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did go to a World Cup, that is a fact. Uh, how did, um, so like, uh, recovery day today, is the, sun, the sun's been shining in, in Exeter, I imagine. Um, yeah, it's been shining very warmly. So what, has it just been um, back garden or have you got together with the boys or what do you do on, on your down days? Uh, today, today is, is a family day, pretty much. So it's doing whatever the kids need to do. Um, no plan. It was just basically spend time in the sun, take the dogs for a walk with the kids, um, pot around the house. My missus had ants in the pants, so she was doing spring clean. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it was basically just one of those days where I could just sit outside and, and let things happen around me. So I was feet up and, and just let it happen. Uh, I imagine you've you maybe watched the the first semi final as well. Uh, yeah. What'd you make of that? Uh, it was good. I mean, Sarri's obviously impressive outfit, and they've 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 taken some real moment, momentum into these games. You know, if you look at their score lines, pre, like proceeding up to the semi final, you know, you can definitely tell that they're hitting their straps. Mm. Yeah, uh, worryingly. So I don't think I've seen Sarri's play that well for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you like to think that they play that well. They've got a lot to play for, don't they? You know, they, they haven't they didn't manage to get a trophy in the in the in the last in the European Cup. Or Champions Cup, sorry. Mm. Um, so now I think they've, if you think about this time last year, they'd just come out of a final having won it and they, they had to play in a semi. Um, whereas mm. this year, I think their focus could be fully on making sure that they, you know. That, that gain line battle, that time. gain line battle is going to be huge. That's where they really dominated I'm Wasps. Forward to that, a lot. that Wasps just couldn't contain them. Exeter have proved over the last couple of years that they, they can they can mix that with, with the very biggest and. And, and baddest to teams, so that but that game line battle, and you're going to be prominent there, Don. That's going to be a huge um, way uh, thing that will sway the game. Yeah, I think it's going to be two sides that have pretty like we both pride ourselves on our defense and the way we attack. Um, so I think it's going to be the in between, you know, the midfield battle. That's probably one where we we got to put your focus on as spectators and all that kind of thing to see who's winning the little battles over and over again. I think that's what's going to make the difference at the end of the day. Mm. Uh, now, just just a quick one. Um, obviously, Exeter, very well-rounded team. You know exactly how you're going to play. You're all very comfortable with your physicality and you know ev- everything you need to do. How are you going to prepare uh, uh, prepare this week? Is it going to be more more video study than like intense training? Uh, to be honest, I don't, I, that's up to the coaches. They haven't really spoken about it. Um, you know, we've we've taken it game by game. We made sure the focus last week was on the semi. So. You know, I'm not sure what the coaches have planned for us, whether they're going to make an intense training or whether they're going to do a, do a not-so-intense training and make sure we, you know, are, are, you know, probably a bit fresher. But I'm not, I'm, you know, I really can't tell you. It's just, those are the kind of things we leave up to coaches and they seem to be getting things right up to now. Yeah. So. Well, not all the coaches have got everything right. 
what uh, England. Uh, oh, oh right, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. We can all uh, we can agree there. Uh, um, Don, so this is third final in three years for Exeter. Obviously, yeah. the, f- the first one, uh, first uh, uh, top level final for Exeter. There was probably a bit of a different feel around the camp going into that compared to now, particularly after last year's success. Can you can you tell us a little bit about kind of the confidence or the the mentality around the camp? Yeah, I think I think definitely when we first made the final, it was one of those where everyone was really happy that we ma- we made it to the final. If that makes sense, not and you know whatever happened on the day, everyone was was going to be glad with you know the achievement that we'd had that year. Whereas now, it's, obviously, it's a bit of a different story, and we've got you know three years in a row that we've made the final. So all the guys that are involved have have got that big match experience, or most of the guys involved have that big match experience. So you know they're not coming there to to get their first final under the belt and make sure that they, they take that home. You know, I think guys have really come and make sure that we focus on, on getting the job done right instead of worrying about the fact that we're in a final, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. And I've got a really highbrow uh, question to ask Uh-oh. ahead of the final. Are you, uh, yeah. do, do, you get, um, do you have a special cup final trim of the, of the hair? Get the, uh, what's it, uh, get, get the, what's, what do you call it? The, the fin. The fin, yeah. Do you get, fin. Your, do you get, your, <laughs> fin, do you get your fin trimmed? Yeah, we got it last. We got it all done last week. <laughs> no, no, your barber follows us on um, on Twitter. Yeah, he's, he's a very passionate rugby uh, rugby supporter <laughs> and hairdresser. Yes, and barber. He's very barber. Good okay, cool. So you're right. No, no, you're fine. right, Jay. Um, uh, so obviously, looking, you, your focus will be completely on on Twickenham, but. Uh, you mentioned it was a family day today, and you know the missus got ants in the pants. Has she has she booked you um, somewhere to go? Obviously, we're all hoping you're quite busy for the next little while. But if you, <laughs> if, if you weren't, is anything booked? Uh, no, to be honest, it's after the final. It was basically just enjoy enjoy a good off season. You know, I've been on tours for the last two or so years, so it was it was kind of just hang around. You know, Exeter's got the best kind of weather this this time of year. Um, get stuff done around the house. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we want done in the garden. So it's basically just enjoying being around the family and not having to worry about the hustle and bustle of of going overseas with two little kids or wherever it is. Yeah. You know, might go camping or something, but but keeping it local. That, I I do apps. I do absolutely love the dynamic of families. You come off a ten month grueling physical season, and the day you finish, you're in the garden. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Uh, human climbing frame. Um, <laughs> totally. Um, well, I've, go on, Don. Sorry. No, I was going to say I think the off season is going to be a bit harder than actually in season. <laughs> yeah. Get that shovel. <laughs> giving everyone else a bit of free time from all the looking after they've done for me. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, JB, cool. Yeah. All right. So, Don, thank you so much for your time. I was, I, I had no idea we were going to be um, having a chat to you. So, well done, JB, for organising that special <laughs> surprise. Um, yeah, really, really. Um, well, congratulations to the for the season so far, and uh, all the very best at Twickenham on Saturday. Should be an amazing occasion. The sun lo- looks like it's going to be still shining then, and uh, we'll have a great, really well matched game of rugby. All the best, Don. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Cheers, Don. Good luck. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Good work, JB. You little. No, oh, you, you stop it, you. That was a nice little surprise, wasn't it? Just I might have another one later. You don't know, dear. Oh wow! Just, <laughs> just just phones in, just randomly phones in. The magic never stops in the dungeon. I'm just trying to think what Saracens players you might have a relationship Ooh, with, contact hmm. with. 
Um, is there a bit of hissing in the background from the connection? Yes, there is. I will turn that off now. Cool. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Good, What's good. Up, lad? Yeah. He, he is a lovely man. Right, we can, we, can, we can talk real... We can have real talk now. Real talk. Yeah, so what we, talk, we were talking about Willis, weren't we? We were just saying Jack Willis. What a shame for him. Yeah. It was weird that we mentioned Jack Willis and Don Armand <laughs> called up. Remarkable. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> if only, if only uh, Eddie Jones's conversation goes something like that. <laughs> right, so really sad news for Jack Willis. Yes. Yeah. It, it, if, if, assuming he is robbed of his uh, chance to... But, you know, it will come again. He's, yeah, yeah, he's good it, enough. He's nine, nine, 19? 19 or 20. Yeah. He, he will get lots and lots of other do opportunities. Do you reckon him he, and the Currys are in a blood feud? Him and his two <laughs> brothers? No, uh, maybe. No, they're not very at all. different. They're very different types of players. Do you I reckon? Think Jack Willis has been taken are. as a six. Yeah, I think they're quite similar. You know. No, for well, me, well, Jack- what's Willis like? Six two. Uh, Sorry, six four. He's a oh, line out option. Yeah, yeah, I think he's I a think genuine he's a, line out. I think option. he's a big. Yeah, strong the Currys are slightly smaller, but they're bloody strong. Yeah, and they're both very good over over the ball. Yeah, I yeah, say both. As in, I mean, the Currys are one and Jack Willis. I, I think is kind of well, he's. He's got a bit of Robshaw about him in the fact he's an all-rounder. He can he can be a line-out option. He can run. He can support. He makes good decisions and he and he can get over the ball. Mm. Um, he but he's quite an explosive player. That's what I like. Yeah, about more explosive than a Robshaw yeah, type. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, I don't think he's well. He's not um, fully filled out yet, but he's already a, a very big frame. Yeah. It's, uh, Bigger frame than the Curry boys. I, yeah, I I'd say the thing, same about the Currys. Not to the same extent, but I, I mean, I've said it a load of times. Every time you get on sale, they look like three inches taller and two inches wider. Or they, maybe eight inches wider and two inches taller. They yeah. just I have to say, more and more massive. The Curry's arms are frightening. Yeah. 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 Well, when, they, when they first kind of burst onto the scene, only 12, 18 months ago, you kind of thought, these guys being talked about as international back row? No, they're... They're too small. Yeah. But they, they've they started to fill out. They've obviously not finished filling out because right. they're only 19. One of them's already going. Assuming Jack Willis isn't, who should get Eddie Jones's call? Well, you know, the man that just phoned up. He, he, we're not saying that because he just phoned up. I I cannot believe he wasn't involved in the first place. He should absolutely be next cab off the rack. There must yeah. be something fundamentally wrong that Eddie, or Eddie Jones perceives. Uh, that's the only logical explanation because... Yeah, we'll talk about him later in the Newcastle effort, which is phenomenal. Just phenomenal. You even got to try. Yeah. There's there's other names that you can mention, but absolutely Don Armand is number one. And it, yeah, particularly I still can't as a believe, replacement for Jack Willis. I still can't believe he's not in the, the squad already. I can only what? assume, right? And this is a you know, this is a compliment and an insult in the same way, I guess. But if Eddie Jones is captain, is Dylan Hartley. He clearly likes a guy with a bit uh, a bit of an attitude, to put it. In a friendly way. Yeah. Like, Don is genuinely a very, very placid, nice guy. Very, very... And I wonder if that kind of counts against him in some But he's an animal when, yeah. when he crosses the whitewash. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's the only thing I can possibly think of. And, it is isn't it, rugby. And, and not forget, like, the, the, the champions of English rugby entrust him with the captaincy of their side. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you suggesting that Eddie has, like, an opposite of the New Zealand no dickheads policy? So yeah, only, I actually well, dick, he, he no, would, no nice guys, only dickheads. I, I do think there was something in that. I think yeah, no nice guys is kind of is that, mind you, he lo- he loves Robshaw and he's a very nice man. Yeah, he's one of the nicest, nicest men in rugby. So I, I don't know, I don't know. But it, there might actually be two back row call ups because Billy Billy Vanapola 
didn't finish the game. That wasn't an injury, though. That was wasn't it? an injury. Was it a planned substitution? Yeah, I think so. Because he he, he he played twenty minutes three weeks ago against London Irish. He then got rested for the final round of games. He played forty minutes. The game just gone. Okay, and they got themselves into a pretty dominant position. Yeah. Uh, just, I, I hope so. There's just been rumours of. No, nah, he strolled out smiling with flip flops on, okay. acting like there was nothing. There was nothing Good. going on. So let's assume, right, that um, that Don Armand's not going because just history is against him at the moment. Yeah, yeah. He did. He did make one appearance in the Six Nations off yeah. the bench. Who? Who else would you go with? Well, Gary Graham's an option. Yep. Yeah, Gary Graham was one of the few good players. Brendan O'Connor finally of... gets caught. Brendan O'Connor, I'd love to he's see more of a, him. He's more of a shout. seven. He's more of a seven, but um, yeah. there's a couple in the um, the Brighton training squad. John O'Ross. Uh, so John O'Ross, Tom Ellis of Bath. No, I don't think he'll be going. No. The other two have been involved in the England squad before. Tamina Harrison, who I don't abrasive, I, but I don't think he'll go. Or Zach Mercer, who's been no. in around. I don't. I, look, again, this is not to disparage these guys who are are solid pros. But if you, again, we've just spoken to him. If you were Don Armand and seeing Tamana Harrison, Tom Ellis, Zach Mercer, Zach Mercer in an England squad, and you weren't, you'd, like, you'd, what else do you have to well, do? Well, I mean, yeah. you'd assume you'd be playing a Premiership final because I think those guys are only there for opposition, aren't they? Not to well, be. Yeah, are they? I don't no. know. Well, there's a Barbarians game, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. The week after the final. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Oh, the day after the final. The day after the final, sorry. Yeah. Have you seen the backline for the Barbarians, by the way? I've seen some of the call Dynamite. The recent call-ups. Woo. Yeah. Uh, they've got a 10 playing for the Barbarians. Who Chris is Ashton. Electric. Cr- yeah. Uh, ben Diaki will be captain. Ad- Adi Logan on the wing. Can't remember the other centre. Charles Piatow. Woo. Uh, Sir Charles. Sir Charles. Laidlaw at nine. And... The mighty AJ McGinty at ten, and yeah. you'll see his class now. You'll absolutely see it. <laughs> He's a brilliant player. Um, let's talk about Sar- no, no. Let's talk about Glasgow. Should we do that one? Yeah. D- 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 yeah, it's not really talking about Glasgow, is it? Well, as we just about uh, Scarlet. Well, yeah, as we've just um, spoken to Don Armand, should we just briefly any- anything you want to bring to the table on the Exeter win? Oh, that, I think there's a lot to talk about on that. But, do you? Well, I think it's a little bit going according to plan. It, well. It all went according to our predictions, but the first half was a, a truly remarkable performance. Mm. Absolutely astonishing. 93% possession, 92% territory. Uh, when have it, you ever was, seen those stats? Well, So those stats, those identical stats came up after 15 minutes, and I was like, God, that would have been a tough 15 minutes for Newcastle. That is unrelenting pressure from Exeter. 15 minutes, you can't keep that for longer. Oh, wait, the full 40 minutes was that completely unrelenting wave after wave after wave of dominant carry. And Don Armand said it there, Newcastle defended heroically. Some of their defensive sets, putting in 25-plus phases of (laughs) defence against that monstrous, well-coordinated Exeter pack, was remarkable. So Newcastle deserve a huge amount of credit for that. But they simply couldn't get a foothold in the game at all because of it. The, the first half, from one of the stats I read, was Newca- um, Exeter made nine tackles in the first half. Nine. <laughs> that is no, that no, is incredible. Is that can't be true. What? That, it's, it's it's unbelievable. What? What? But I suppose ninety-two percent possession, of course, that that is yeah, feasible. It was. It was just. It was phenomenal. Whoa. It was absolutely phenomenal, uh, and the, the, it was the, the manner that they did it as well. It, it wasn't. 
wasn't picking and going. It was a real mixed, balanced game. Um, Henry Slade was, in amongst all these 25-phase plays, Henry Slade was jinking an out-the-back offload. Lucky Turner was cutting and jinking, and Luke Cowan-Dickey was just rampaging like a possessed bull. Nick White as well. Oh, Nick, yeah. was a lo- yeah. Nick White had a really, really good game. See, I, I'm actually surprised that Nick White is as good as he is. Because I, I thought that between Townsend and Maunder, they had it sewn up, and the Nick White signing was a bit of a mistake. And, and Chudders. Gonna, yeah. And Will Chudley. But no. Great player. They're, um, but, yeah. Th- sticking it, with him. He's great. I, I was very surprised. I thought it was a mistake when they did it, but no, he, he has come in and, and really shown his class. He is, he is right now a cut above those other guys. I think... It, it sort of demonstrated the golf of how far Newcastle need to come and how the teams need to mature into these playoff teams and then finals teams and then you win the final. But it's just a process. Yeah, yeah. And on Newcastle, their defensive effort was heroic, but they couldn't get that foothold in the game. They mm. just couldn't get... Because Exeter were making so many yards with so much ultimate possession, like 20, 25 consecutive phases of possession... Newcastle get the ball because of where they are on the pitch. They have to kick it away, which just means that Exeter go again. So I did feel a little bit sorry for them in that first half. They played better in the second half. I thought some of the changes that they made helped. Um, Nearly Latu came on and added an explosive uh, element to the back row alongside Wilson and Gary Graham, who both did well. Uh, And um, Alex Tate did very well when when he came in. I thought he was one of the better players. I'll overlook his drop ball for the try, which was a horrendous mistake. But besides that, he, he actually helped to bring uh, certainly Sonotti Sonotti into yeah. the game and Gonover a little bit into the game, who were a bit isolated besides <clears throat> that. But Okay, well, so we can move on to the game you want to talk about next because uh, we, we... Well, I don't think anyone anticipated the four games being... Well, we thought if there was going to be a competitive match then the competitive game might have been at Glasgow. I didn't, actually. I, I didn't think it would be a Scarlet's win, necessarily, but I thought one side would hammer the other. You did. You did, you did. Yeah, that, that, yeah. But I didn't know which it, way. Yeah, exactly. So, so what, I think what, yeah. the one thing we could all agree on this time last week was it was the hardest one to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And, and, and yet it provided... Well, I suppose it, on, in that sense, it provided the only and the biggest... Uh, surprise in the manner not 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 necessarily a surprise that Scarlet's won but a surprise in the manner that they did it uh, do you know what this for the first 10 minutes looked like a super rugby match which <laughs> isn't necessarily a compliment um, I, it strikes me that Glasgow play a little bit like Scarlet's um, they're kind of like Scarlet's lights and they've got the players to do it they've got incredibly skillful players actually but Scarlet's are more comfortable in their own skin than what they do so for the first 10 minutes, it was one of the most back-and-forth games I think I've ever seen, ever. It was in, it was incredible. But whereas Scarlet's were very comfortable to continue with that, it felt like um, Glasgow just went back into their shell. So I don't think I saw Finn Russell touch the ball after 20 minutes. The first 10 minutes, he was magnificent, absolutely brilliant. But after that, they just sort of seemed to fade away, and they came back into it a little bit later. But I just don't think they had... Um, I just don't think they believed in themselves and what they were trying to do with ball in hand as much as Scarlet's do. I, yeah, they, they they certainly weren't. They certainly don't have as many as many players, or from that showing, don't have as many players who are comfortable playing that pivot role. Yeah, if if that makes sense, it does. Who, comfortable, not not deciding immediately what they're going to do. 
whether mm. you're going to run, pass, or kick. And one of the things that the Scarlets players do very well is almost take their time, identify all three options, and keep all three options open until the last second. Less so the kicking, but certainly the the run and carry offload, or the run, take it to the line, and, and, give, and, and give... I tell yeah. you what, Rob Evans, I mean, that guy can play. Yeah. That guy can <laughs> really, really play. He can run, he can distribute. He threw a bit of a horror pass... And his scrimmaging's pretty good as well. His scrimmaging, yeah, he's a great like, really all-round. Good. Is he the new Gethin Jenkins? Ooh, no, I don't think Gethin Jenkins was ever, ever close to what um, what Rob Evans can do around the field. Really? Oh, Gethin Jenkins was such a... Gethin Jenkins was like tackling and rucking and hard work, that sort of thing. But in terms of his ball-playing ability and just, you know, the way he steps... I don't. I don't think Gethin Jenkins was that, and also Gethin Jenkins is probably a better scrimmager. Could, could, could also go either side. Yeah, a bit more, bit, bit, bit more physical. But oh, and also but, Gethin Jenkins is renowned for being miserable, and <laughs> Rob Evans seems like one of the most jolly chaps that you'll ever encounter. <laughs> well, the whole of the Scarlets team do. They they seem to have this like camaraderie. Yeah, um, but it, in the in the pack, there's other brilliant ball players. Obviously, Ty Byrne, mm-hmm. Shingler, and James Davis as, as well. England James Davis in terms of like f- the skill set of forwards you've got kind of three four there there are a few teams that have one with that level of all round all court game you know so I was looking at the scarlets and I was thinking they're just lightweight they you know are they going to get, get beaten up I think I think this about them every time before they go on play <laughs> and I'm always wrong they, I'm like no you should believe in what they're trying to do but they've got an international front row yeah like a, a very good, very competitive international front row in the tight, and somehow they, they've now got this like flamboyant handling game to it as well. It's crazy. I, the one thing which annoyed me about Glasgow were they, they seem to drop the ball a lot. There's a lot of forced errors. Um, the line out for some reason was very, very shaky. Scarlet's picked up on that early doors. And they, I, I, think, I think it was nerves. I just don't think they believed that they could win that game. And they thought if they're going to win it, they're going to have to play almost like a mirror to Scarlet. Yeah, yeah. And you're not going to win that. You know how Don Armand, um, you organised that interjection into the conversation and it took us in a different direction. I'm going to chuck something else in, which is a bit of breaking news that's just happened. Really? Ooh. Harlequin's new head coach. It is Paul Gustav. Paul Gustav. Yeah, I heard heard that was on the... Yeah, there was was rumours about it, but it's actually happened. I was thinking... What would that mean for England? Like this is well, Eng- this is Eng- this is yeah. what, just over a year out from a World Cup. Is this part of hashtag downfall? Well, do you know there is something to this, which is Eddie Jones is notoriously hard to work with. I mean, he's fired a lot of backroom staff. It doesn't surprise me that Paul Gustard is like, mm, maybe this is just too much work, and well, off he goes. Well, uh, the thing is, it could just be uh, Paul Gustard thought, oh, this is this is a great opportunity to be Harlequin's head coach, but. A year and a bit out from a World Cup. Yeah. You, I mean, that that I... It could just be making a mountain out of a molehill with this, but it looks like, well, that's a really worrying thing to happen. Isn't it? Well, yeah, maybe he's overworked. I mean, I'm just speculating here. Overworked at England. The Eddie Jones regime has even taken its toll on a man of, of his stature. Who comes in next, though? I mean, do you know who it seems logical to get? Alex Anderson. Alex Anderson. I mean, that seems it's, so obvious. It's like for like in terms of systems. Yeah. Um, the Apprentice becomes the master once again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that would 
That would make sense. Although I've got Alex Sanderson as a potential DOR over the summer. Hmm. I'm not. I think he's the kind of guy who wants to want to specialise in the defence coach. I want to specialise in in defence coach. <laughs> yeah, loads and loads of plaudits. Relatively easy. What we're going to do today, boys? Line speed. Don't get beaten on the inside. Line speed. Here's some wolves. Line speed. It's so easy. <laughs> that is. It is a bit worrying from England. It's not a good look. No. no, it's not. But they know it, don't they? They they know to get off the line quickly and to be yeah. enthusiastic, and they'll be fine. Well, they won't be fine, will they? Because it's down. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, screwed. They're absolutely screwed. Well, in that case, how would you explain, for example, Harlequin's terrible defence in the last season? If it was just lack case of attitude, of... literally lack of attitude. I, I, I sincerely mean that. Um, I was interviewing like two years ago, must be now, Joe Marler. and Joe Marler said, and Joe Marler actually said on that um, uh, on the interview that the attitude wasn't good enough, and the next season they do exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. It's not a lack of physical capability because all these players are capable. It's a lack of wants. And when a team doesn't defend well, it tells you all you need to know about the attitude within within that squad, in my personal opinion. Hmm. England, then. So we're saying this won't materially affect them for this... I don't know. Well, it shouldn't affect them for this tour. It, it shouldn't materially affect them if they can make the right appointments. And I say appointments because... He's also looking for an attack coach. Got one. Have they got one? Yeah, yeah they got, got he's, he's got one of and his I, mates from Australia. Yeah, oh, okay. I wonder if that will be the difference, i.e. Now that there's someone doing the attacking game, which is what, from what I understand, Owen Farrell used to do, and Eddie Jones combined, whether Eddie Jones will do more on the defensive side of the ball. Because someone's going to have to run defensive sessions. Maybe. So that's what I kind of expect. Uh, it hints at an unhappy camp, but then I'm, I'm aware that could just be jumping to... Um, that could be two and two equals five. I'm convinced yeah. that's why they've changed all of their players because the others are so so worn out from the, the Eddie mindset. I'm convinced on that. Well, on that front, I'll tell you one thing: the the Saracens boys did not look tired on Saturday. No. Uh, Owen Farrell, Mako Vinopola, Mario Toji, George Cruz, none of those boys looked tired. No. Jamie George, yeah, ready to go. So. Um, oh, I mean, if this game hadn't existed, I'd have said the best performance of the weekend by Country Mile was. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen the Lance, the Lancer game, so I'm not, not going to comment. But the Glasgow Scarlets game, I thought like the first ten minutes of that was the pace, everything about it was brilliant. Until I saw this game, and it was it was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. The way that Saracens played, they they have not played this well for about three years, I'd say, since they battered Claremont. Well, they yes, I mean the the stage was such that I think they had all their players out. They'd had a two-week build-up. They were all feeling fresh. So I think you're right. But they scored 57 points on Saturday. In the last five games, they scored almost 300 points. (laughs) They're averaging over 50 points for the last five (laughs) matches. Wow. Yeah, That's good, isn't it? Everyone's fit and firing. Um, Well, they're the top try scorers in the the Premiership in the regular season. Yeah. Which, again, and they had the best defence in the... do you know what? This is all in the context of they had an awful run. What was it? Seven, nine defeats, something like out that. of in ten games, or it at least it was on, 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 on the end of October, November, December. Yeah, that whole period was awful for Saracens to have so to be at the point they're at now. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, and I honestly didn't think that they were going to be be as good. I really didn't. I thought wasps. Nearly full fitness. I mean, there's one or two guys out, but pretty much full fitness. 
Danny, Danny Cipriani pulling the strings. I was just completely wrong. That said, that said, come 50 minutes, I had wasps. Well, wasps should have been ahead. Because there's a horrific Jimmy Gopeth gaff for the first try. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was j- just, just keep like, it in your other hand. Oh, yeah. Keep it in your left hand. I mean, he didn't need to go into touch. Yeah. And then the it other daily try, which, wasn't a, which was a try. That gives them an extra 14 points. They actually should have been up on Saracens by and, 50 minutes. And if Vili LaRue was, didn't try and run directly <laughs> for the farthest point yeah. away, yeah. He, he could have given... Um, he could have given Jimmy Gopeth another 10 or 15 metres towards the posts. On, on both of his tries, he yeah, did it as well. Both. The second one in particular, he went as far as he possibly could. The ball was millimetres from the whitewash. Yeah. Do you know what? I feel? So, I think the difference here, I mean, it's hardly rocket science, is it? The difference for me was ball carrying. So Saracens knew full well the Wasps had one ball carrier and they could target him and get him out of the game. Saracens had both, of, both, of, both the Vinopolas... And whoever else that you want to encounter. Well, I, I think I'd say every single one of their pack is a legitimate quality ball carrier. Yeah, you're probably right. I can't think of one that isn't. Now, let's not say the Wasps are, yeah. but you know, Saracens just knew if they target if they targeted Nathan Hughes, well, what else is going to come down, down the channel? Nothing. But with Saracens, they've got them everywhere. You just can't mark them out of the game. Especially after Jack Willis went off. Although Guy Thompson... He played well. Guy Thompson carried very well. And Thomas Young is an excellent carrier in open traffic. Yes. So he showed his pace when he can get away. Um, But in heavy traffic, he's more like a Jackson Ray uh, in heavy traffic. He's not a a Billy or a Nathan or a Mako or a Marrow or a Cruis or... The George. Yeah, or Or Vincent Cock. Cock. Yeah. Jesus, they're good. Yeah. I, I honestly didn't see this being so one-sided. So I, th- I think the first two minutes was probably a great example. It's probably a good uh, demonstration of the entire game as a whole. So Wasps have a line-out. They actually won that line-out. Uh, so they're not, not a perfect example of the whole game. Um, they tried. So it was a complicated backs move. T- two guys out the back... Uh, and if it had gone well, mm-hmm. they would have it would have had room for Daly, Wade, Larue. They yeah. were all excellent in space, but they got swamped by Saracens. The ball turned over. Two mammoth, mammoth or monster carries from Saracens, and then Owen Farrell mismatch against uh, a prop in a second row shows and goes offload to Lazowski. Lazowski under the post. I t- yeah, I tell you what. What struck me was how hard Saracens worked to get on the end of breaks. Yeah. I mean, they really bested the gut. And that Lazowski try was a great example of it. And the, how how hard Saracens worked without the ball as well. Mm. There was a time in the first half where Saracens clearing kick, um, LaRue fields it and passed inside to Gopeth. Yeah. And because it was like a 30-yard pass... The ball was in the air for two seconds, three seconds, and by the, by the time Gopeth gets the ball, there's like eight Saracens around him. And this Amazing was a, a 50, 60-yard kick. The thing I loved the most was how the Saracens players, like a forward will get the ball and they'll immediately pop it off, but the intent of that next forward yeah. coming onto the ball is just mega, and it, it's one, and then another, and then another. It, it's just, it, it's quite incredible to watch. I'm not sure exactly how you stop them. I'm sure Extra have got a plan. But well, we'll hard. come we'll come on to that matchup in a little bit. <coughs> Wasps, they didn't stop the Saracens' attack, but they did uh, show some frailties in defence. 
Um, the the back three in particular, and the back three got the ball because of some superb handling and timing of passing from Cipriani and Gopeth. But that back three did show they're dangerous. And there's one, the, the first LaRue try. Was that the one where the, like, all the backs go? It's just like, it's an incredible move, basically. His incredible move, so it was a couple of out the backs to create uh, space for Wade looping round. Yeah. But because of Wade's pace, Wiles, who should have the man outside him, ends up turning inside. So if you watch, Wiles should be drifting out to cover his man. But he actually gets wrong-footed and turns inside so that when... Just because Wade's that quick. Because Wade is that quick, because he's not sure if the man inside him can get Wade. Mm. And as he turns inside, he ends up falling over because he goes to tackle Wade and uh, he's kind of too late and out of position. But all because of the pace of Wade. So what I don't get, right, is two things. Uh, one, I don't know if I mentioned it before, Brad Barrett should be in the, in the, in the England squad. If you can do that, you, yeah, if you can perform like that in a semi-final, the, the man is international quality, go win a World Cup next year, fine. Okay. <laughs> the other thing is, if you're going to be wasps and you're going to go full wasps, like ultimate wasps, why not start with Kyle Eastman? He was on the bench. I mean, let's, what, what are you going to do? Have the extra physicality no, of Jimmy no, Gopher? No, I, th- no? I, th- I think it's been demonstrated that Cipriani actually operates best... Well, with Gopper, I was about to ask that. Do you think having Gopper, sorry, he Cipriani does. and Eastman is like having two lead guitarists or something? Well, no, actually, they did it in the in the pre-game analysis. They highlighted one of the ways that Christian Wade, for example, gets the majority of his tries, which is Jimmy Gopper actually takes the ball first mm-hmm. from a mispass from Dan Robson. Danny Cipriani drops behind Gopper and takes the and gets it as the second receiver in the midfield, like where an outside centre would be, and then Cipriani then has the decision and can put people like Wade into space because Danny mm. Cipriani's brilliant at doing that. So I, I think the the combination has, has, has worked fantastically well. And we saw uh, with, with that with that Wade, uh, the Vili LaRue try, the first one where he ran into the corner unnecessarily. <laughs> I think, like, we, saw, we saw that work in an absolute treat. Um, I think, like, I, the only thing I'd say is you are, you, you, you are fundamentally right on all that, but... Pace is terrifying, and Kalisman's feet are terrifying, and he can do everything and more potentially than potentially than, than Any, any so, word on who wants him? Uh, Leon season. and Breve. Yeah, mm. I don't want him to leave England though. Just, I think that'd be a shame. Just one more thing. And Scarlets. One more. Th- <laughs> one more thing on the uh, Eastman Gopeth debate. Having someone who kicks both out of hand and at sticks as well as Gopeth does does take a huge amount of pressure now, off Sippers. Eastman, by the way, I'm not saying he can do that. But he can do that in a way. Do you remember when he used to kick sticks for St. Helens? He did kick sticks. He used to be great at it. Yeah. I don't know why that stopped. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, good uh, Good game. One thing I loved about it, um, again, I was in the, the privileged position of being able to you know, interview Owen Farrell and Mark McCall after that win. Yeah. Both of them were really annoyed. Really? They because they really cons- annoyed. Because they conceded 30 plus points. Yeah, so you chat to Owen Farrell. This is why he is a winner. And this is one, one question I want to ask you about him. Um, but he, he, this is why he's a winner. It's one of the reasons I love him. He, he looked like you wouldn't know if he'd won or lost just from the way he was. It's like, yeah, well, you know, we scored some good tries and stuff, but that wasn't good enough. We need to be a lot better. And really annoyed that we. And it, that that's the that's the focus and that's the mindset that drives teams like Saracens. And Mark McCall was the same. But in commentary, who was it? Was it Austin Healy said Owen Farrell is like a even better Johnny Wilkinson. He's like a complete Johnny Wilkinson. So basically, quick discussion. 
Owen Farrell better than Johnny Wilkinson was? Discuss. According to Austin Healy, what he is. I think their skills are broadly similar. And maybe Owen Far- Farrell is slightly more athletic because he, well, he's bigger, bigger, isn't he? He's slightly stronger, say. But I don't think his temperament is up to it. I don't think Johnny Wilkinson would miss as many tackles as Owen Farrell does playing as well. <laughs> You're banging on about well, the yeah, missed tackles. One of the things I think about him is, do you know when um, J.P. Doyle turned around and was saying, uh, he called over Brad Barrett and he goes, right, your boys scre- scream at me like, like that again and they're going to get carded. And he, he was referring to, of course, was Owen Farrell, who was yep. Tropson in the background. And I think it's that almost hot-headedness. I mean, he's very cool and level-headed off the field and, you know, almost like monotone and stony-faced, regardless if he wins or loses. But on the field, he's really fiery to the point that I think it lets him down. I think, you know, he gets a rush of blood to the head. And that doesn't happen. That never happened with Wilkinson. It did never happen with Wilkinson. That is true. Um, just on the point of... Uh, you said more athletic, so he is bigger. He's six two, isn't he? Uh, I've listed here six one, okay. but he's certainly taller than Wilkinson. I actually he's think an, he's an inch shorter than me, so I'll go with <laughs> I'll say six one. Um, I actually think his running game. So I think in a lot of areas they are very similar. I think in the last couple of years we've started to see Owen Farrell's running game. We've seen it when he's been playing centre for England, and we've seen it. We saw it. We've seen it quite a bit for Saracens. We saw that um, try, the first try. We saw a great show-and-go break accelerate through. I think that he's got slightly above Wilkinson. We simply don't have uh, the full picture for Owen Farrell, though. He's he's only 26. <laughs> that which, is which true. Is, he's already been on two Lions tour, but he's only 26. They're comparable in the set in, in the domestic trophies that they have been part of now all I would say on this is if Owen Farrell was the fly half in an England team that had Richard Hill, Neil Bat, <laughs> Lawrence Delalio, Ben Kay, Martin Johnson, Phil Vickery yeah but hang on, he's um, a fly half behind the Saracens pack and that might be better and he does look good actually, and he does look yeah he looks brilliant yeah, no, he looks so, absolutely so, so brilliant, actually the question is oh hang on, who's this ah Carl Ferns, how are you Hey. Hey, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. You are you are right. Uh, sorry, you are live on the podcast with Tim, who of course you know, and Phil. Say hello, boys. Hello, hello, Carl Fernsey. Hi, Phil. Hi, Tim. Uh, now, I, I was curious to hear how much of the, well, you know, when you, you you can take the boy out of Merseyside, but you can't take the Merseyside out of the boy. There's still there's still enough scouts in there, Carl. I like it. Yeah, yeah, there is, there is. Your pal from Cement now, I'm, uh, <laughs> still, I'm still, uh, still, still scouts. Hey, hey, I, I bet it's hotter in England, uh, in Manchester today, than it is uh, where you are. What, what have you been doing today? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that because I've I've been down Parkhead Door today with the with the family and on the on an electric boat going around the the little lake there, oh, and, uh, a little picnic. <laughs> yeah. I love and it. Then, we uh, chatted to uh, Don Armand uh, earlier on on the podcast. Um, so you and him would have a good chat about being uh, overlooked for uh, international honours. You'd probably have quite a good chat together. Um, but we were chatting well, to him, yeah. and, and his his Sunday's just been bit of being a human climbing frame with his kids. Is the it's, it's quite an interesting these these giant men, um, it, just being dominated by their kids. I like it. It's <laughs> yeah. a good image. Yeah, the, the whole Don Armand thing is a bit bit strange as well, isn't it? Because you know Brad Shields coming in. When I, what I've seen of Brad Shields, he seems. 
you know, sort of similar player to in the similar sort of profile as Don, Don Armand. You know, good line out forward and um, you know, physical and tackles hard. Um, so you know, it just makes makes you wonder why the you know fast tracking someone in ahead of him. Um, and I had that you know, well, whatever I say now is probably going to be seen as sort of like whinging and moaning. But um, you know, for me, it sends the wrong message to to the guys who are grafting hard uh, week in week out in the Premiership. Yeah, I, I've been saying this for a while now. I actually think it's a real, a real kick in the teeth. Actually, if you've been working hard in in the Premiership and you think you're near a call up, and all of a sudden it's all oh, right, we're going to have this guy. And not only do we have this guy, we rate him so much higher. We rate him so much higher than you. We're going to fly him eleven thousand miles across the world to fly him another three thousand miles back or nine thousand miles back to South Africa. It makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, for me, it just it just tells all the other back rowers in the Premiership that. Um, you know, Eddie thinks they're probably not good enough. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, that's the message I would probably get if if I was them, um, whether they think it's right or not. But that's the message for me sending. Um, but I, 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 you know, watching of England, I don't think um, you know Brad Shields is the type of back row they're missing uh, because, they, as I said at the start, they've got they've got you know line out forwards and you know people who work hard and graft uh, for me I think they're missing you know someone who's going to get go forward in the midfield and you know you believe in a polar type player I think that's what yeah. that's what they're probably missing more I for think me. I think they need someone to help to help Billy V personally I completely agree yeah, yeah I mean I, I know a certain bald-headed scouser that could could help him pretty well <laughs> <Hell actually>. yeah. <laughs> well no, for me, for me I, you know, I made my decision so like I said I don't want to be no, whatever I say now is not. It's not winning and moaning. No, it's just... no, no, no. But you do make a good point. I mean, go forward ball. I think. I think the one which kind of highlighted that for me the most was against France, where you'd argue England yeah. are the better drill team, the better the better team in general. But they just can't break can't break down the French, and that's because they couldn't get over the game line. You know, it's, it's it, yeah. I'm, watch, I'm watching that back as well. I think they went into that game thinking that oh, France will just blow out, and um, and they didn't. <laughs> you know, they were trying to run everything <laughs> yeah. from the. 22. Well, and I mean, they wouldn't, France's would they? defence just bat belted them. Like, I don't think they went forward probably <laughs> but, once in the game, to be honest. Yeah, they didn't. It, it is hubris to think that you could just beat up a team at their own game plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. <laughs> now, well, speaking of, speaking of France, there was a, a res- result I was particularly interested in uh, on, <laughs> on Friday night involving yeah. Toulon and Lyon. Can you... T- Talk, yeah. a, talk us well, through well, that, Carl. But before you do, Carl, uh, we, I, I'm just I'm just going to play I'm just going to play you this. All right. <laughs> now, what is that? What they What they saying? Why are they saying it? Well, it's basically just our club song. Um, go Lou, go Lou, uh, red and black, or our colours. Um, and and you're always in our heart, basically. I think I think that's what it says. That's <laughs> certainly quite, sounds like that when I'm saying it. Translation, but I think that's what it says. <laughs> yeah, because this was. Um, well, what, what, what's your take on it then? Did 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 they blow it? Uh, well, we certainly we certainly wrote a look, put it that way. Um, and um, Ashton had a bit of lube on his hands as well, which helped him. <laughs> so he couldn't really catch much. But um, but sorry on that. Ashton's been incredible all season yeah, now and yeah. smashed up the top fourteen record. And you know, 
to be, to be honest, you got to be you got to be there to be able to drop it. And you know, he's always he's always uh, sniffing around, always. Oh, know, forget that! Get right him! Place. Get him! <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, for us, we yeah we we got lucky in in, in, in elements, but I think. You know, we showed how tight we were as a group and a team, and we dogged it out. And defensively, we were we were awesome. And um, I think we I think you know we deserved it because we we played as a as a proper team. Really, I think Toulon, you know, they've got full of, the full of stars, but they sort of came in and out of the game, and I felt like we probably played as an individuals a bit. But um, yeah, for us, uh, you know, we rode a lot, but we you know we worked hard, and we probably deserved it. Uh, now, this is quite an interesting thing, isn't it? You obviously joined Lyon uh, in yeah. Pro, Pro de Now, your team was the first team, was it not, to actually stay up in, in the top 14. And now you're going to a semi-final. That must be pretty cool. And, and also, it must be pr- pretty good living in uh, living in Lyon with that reputation, though. Yeah, well, Lyon, before I, before I arrived, they, you know, I heard they had a reputation of like, like yo-yo club going up and down. And um, when I heard... I mean, Yoni was coming in. Uh, he was a quality coach, by the way. I think you know, he wouldn't surprise me if in two years he's he's the French coach, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's come in, and uh, so I got sort of excited about that, and we went, and yeah, it's been awesome journey. We we come up, and we've gradually been getting better and better. And this season, we we said we wanted to finish in the top six, and we've achieved that. So, in a way, we. We're, we're a dangerous team because you know we've got nothing to lose really, and anything we get is a bonus after that. Now, am I allowed to sell you out here a little bit? I'm going to. I'm going to anyway. Go on. Um, what, what? Now, occasionally we have a, have a little chat, but you really rate this. Uh, you really rate this this Leon team. I mean, you think next year in particular, if they don't do it this year, they're going to do very very well. Yeah, well, I, I think we're on the right on the right trajectory. Really, we're going up. So. Um, you know, and, and we've got Champions Cup now, and that's going to attract be- better players, and we'll be able to recruit better. And um, yeah, I think we're just a, it's a good good environment to be in, a happy environment, and mm. um, we're just going getting better and better. So and yeah. um, and for next season, just that little you, you mentioned it. I mean, I know Leon were involved in Challenge Cup and stuff, but that's not it's not quite on the on the radar of of a lot of casual rugby fans. As a, as an Englishman playing abroad, the, the the prospect of getting a big English club in a European Cup match and being able to show them what the what they're missing that mu- that must be something that fires you up. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, that, that, that's the first thing that went through my head when we when we qualified for it. Um, you know, I want to get back fit and um, play against a few English teams. Nah, like that. Now, that's a good point. Um, uh, uh, how is the knee? And are you starting to get? And now you start starting to get lean for the new season. <laughs> um, the, knee, the knees getting there, getting there slowly. But um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to trying to keep keep as lean as I can. Uh, but I've, I haven't been I haven't been running as much lately because over in France the surgeon uh, basically he controls a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas you know back in England, you, when you go to your club, your physios will be. Uh, uh, They'll have they'll have to say really, and you'd only go and see your surgeon in England if if there was something wrong. Hmm. Uh, but over here in France, the surgeon calls all the shots. He Does tells he? you what you you want to do, what you got to do, when you can do it. And uh, my surgeon's just been a bit cautious. Um, so you know, it's it's everything's all good, but he's just taking it slowly because I've got time. I think. 
So. Yeah. Do you, do you think you'll be back for the start of the start of next season? Is that the plan? Yeah, I hope I hope, I hope we'll be back sort of September. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Uh, is, so yeah, that's the target. Is the plan to miss part of pre-season? Part of a. Uh, no, I'll be sort of running. I probably won't be doing full pre-season with the lads, but hopefully I'll be running sort of alongside them and yeah. any any running drills they're doing, I'll be able to do. Uh, the contact stuff I'll obviously not be able to do until until I go through the well, that's good and I, protocol. Uh, Carl, I have said to to these two, I, I've got um, some of my family. My aunt's got a place in uh, Nole, which is about an hour. It's like in the wine region, about an hour from Leon. And so I flew. I got it was crazy how cheap you can get from Manchester to Leon. So I keep threatening it. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have, <laughs> we'll have to pop over for uh, for some home games. It, it'd be cheaper than going to London, I reckon. <laughs> it would. Yeah, be. you get you can get them for about. 30, 30 quid return yeah. or something if yeah, you book yeah. it in advance. It'd be faster than getting to the AJ Bell from here as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even with the diamond lane. Uh, now, uh, Carl, uh, this off-season, uh, I believe uh, someone, one of your teammates is, uh, is, uh, is getting married. Uh, are you booked on the stag do and where are you going? Uh, the guy I'm referring to is, is Liam Gill, by the way. Yeah, well, we, we've already had his stag do. Uh, oh, yeah. we, had, we just had it in in Leon um, after the the quarter. Um, or, or was it before the quarter? We had a week off somewhere, and we had it then. Uh, and I've actually booked my flights to Australia. Have um, you? Yeah, me and me and my missus are going kid free. So whoa, uh, we'll how that. easy! Um, yeah, so I booked that. So we'll be there for that, and then that, I fly back. Am I allowed to? Uh, am I allowed to ask you why you call him Trevor? This <laughs> is basically his alter alter ego. So whenever <laughs> whenever he gets on the on the smash and has a few <laughs> beers, he, Trevor comes up. <laughs> but now we just call him Trevor all the time. Uh, he's uh, a better bloke. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> unlike in, unlike in England, Carl. Uh, in in I'm sure in Leon, you boys go out and the the town. You know, a load of the guys will know you. Will come out and say hello. Will love you and all the rest of it. Does that mean you have to be more careful or less careful when you're out with with, with uh, all with everyone having phones and stuff? Um, uh, probably not less careful. Well, any sort of team events, they all they all make they make you put your phone in the in a bucket and Do take they? it off you. So yeah, that's really? amazing. But, um, Great shout. Uh, to, to be fair, it can't be much more of a goldfish bowl than bath. No, no, yeah. Oh well, no, of yeah, course. Everyone yeah. knows what you're doing in Bath. Oh yeah, Bath. Now, place. now uh, I, uh, you don't have to answer this, and I'm happy to edit it out if um, uh, if you want. I'll actually edit that bit out. Can you tell us what was on the Sam Burgess PowerPoint? Um, well, from what, what I remember, it was just a pretty much a hi- highlight reel um, <laughs> of of his rugby league clips, I think. And, and yeah. he hadn't at this point. He hadn't arrived. No, we were sitting like we were sitting like third or second in the league, and then we oh, we were we were told how we how we're gonna, he's going to change our, our basically our whole club and we're become, going to become a European powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I would pay so much money to get hold of of, of that PowerPoint. I I, t- I take it everyone stood up and clapped at the end. <laughs> no, no. Well, there's rumours that. That Mike Ford was clapping by himself in the front, but, <laughs> but uh, I didn't clap, no. 
<laughs> Mate, you are an absolute legend. Thank you so much for coming on. But before you go, one last question. Are you more excited about your semi-final or Liverpool's cha- uh, cha- Champions, Cup, Champions League final? Uh, our, our, our semi. Your, your semi. Good answer. Yeah, it's a tough question to ask me that, but... I've, yeah, our semi. Hold on, yeah, isn't like the final... Like you said before, it... they'd come from probably the... Come up. Yeah. If, if we win the semi, it would be amazing, so... It wouldn't it just... Where is the Champions League final? Is it in France? It's in... Um, Kiev. Kiev. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm not, so, I wouldn't recommend going there. So a lad that works for me, 21-year-old, uh, is on a coach at 5am on Thursday morning from Liverpool, which... Yeah. Takes takes him sixteen hours to get to Warsaw, and then a further eleven hours to get to Kiev. He's doing commitment. Coach the whole way. It's four wow. hundred quid as well. No, oh my it's, god! Yeah, right. Astonishing cost. I bet the first hours of that they're absolutely buzzing, and then the remaining <laughs> forty hours yeah. is just horrible. Yeah, that yeah. was like me. That was like me this weekend. Me and Dylan, because Dylan got banned. He was a naughty boy again. <laughs> um, we. Um, we set off to Toulon on on the sort of with the non twenty three bus. Started like flew out the blocks, uh, at <laughs> amazing pace with the beers, and then got about three hours in, and we were an hour out, and we just crashed. <laughs> <laughs> all, all snoozing. <laughs> yeah. How is Dylan get, getting on there? Yeah, really good, really good. He's um, I think he signed on again for another year, and he's he's made up because he's going to get his fiftieth. 50th European cap. Is that right? Oh, awesome! Yeah, because he's on he's on 49, so he he's made up that we've got we've got into the yeah, some, Champions Cup. Some very smart signings there. Yeah, at, um, uh, at Leon uh, yourself, Trevor, people like Michelak that people just completely overlook. I mean, it must be great playing with a guy, guy, guy like that. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, just he's a really relaxed bloke as well, top, top boy, and he's I think he just yeah because he's so relaxed, he just rubs off on you and. He, is he pretty cool? How you, how you is, is he as cool in real life as he is on TV? Because he, do, he does look very yeah, cool on TV. He's pretty cool. You go yeah, over to cool. France and he's on, he's on billboards. What's he advertising? What's uh, the underwear advertising? Yeah, he's, no, he's a model for um, one of the clothing brands over here. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. You'll, you'll be following in his footsteps, yeah? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just need to get back fit and, and get back and on the pitch uh... and they'll start calling, I think, <laughs> model modeling contracts. <laughs> Have you been able to, do you still play golf over there? You were pretty handy. Yeah, we met like a few of the boys. A few of the boys remember um, golf club de Leon. Um, it's not actually in Leon, by the way. You have to drive about fifty minutes to get to it, <laughs> yeah, which is annoying. But uh, yeah, we play there. Quite... Mike, Mikey Harris is an incredible golfer. Is he? Yeah. Uh, excellent. He's off about. Uh, he's off single figures. So yeah, he's obviously good golfer. But to us, he's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, next week's fixture then. So. You... Leon travel to Montpellier. Confident? Yeah. No, we don't travel. It's it's up in Leon. Oh, is it? In the fo- football stadium. Yeah. What is that? Just oh. how it was already planned, or? Yeah, yeah. It's because it's uh, all the, both semis oh. are played in the group of my oh, stadium in you've Leon. You've got to be delighted so, with that. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, the old home advantage ref, old home ref advantage. Hopefully, it comes good. Uh, do you, ah, that's brilliant. Uh, what are you guys getting for your home games at, at the moment, crowd wise? Um. I think we got like 16,000 in our last Montpellier home game. Wow. And we think we average about 12, 13. Wow. So do you reckon the semi-final will like bring out the crowd? Yeah, hopefully. Because Lyon football have just uh, got Champions League as well. And I think they've been av- 
know, going hard uh, all around Leon about our semi-final. So hopefully the few of the football fans get behind it and oh, what a stroke get... of luck that fantastic. is fantastic that's amazing we'll keep our eye out for the result all the best yeah, mate, cheers mate you've been absolutely absolutely fantastic and uh, when we've got some more gossip to get into we'll uh, get you on again <laughs> yeah get myself in trouble probably uh, <laughs> he'll be fine mate he'll be but... fine that's right you're in France <laughs> do what you want though <laughs> yeah do what I want shackles are off exactly <laughs> All right, mate, take, take care, and I'll speak with you soon. Top man. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers Carl. Cheers, Tim. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, well, that was nice, wasn't it? That was nice. What a special occasion tonight has been. Yeah, I thought I'd just mix it up a bit. That's tremendous. Two top blokes as well. Uh, I'll have to edit out me saying I'm going to edit out stuff, or I'll just leave it in. Or just... <laughs> Just leave it in and leave well, that bit of us talk, yeah. of, of you talking about whether or not you should delete the saying you'll delete stuff. Just the leave more, that in as well. The more times you talk about editing stuff out, the more stuff you'd have to edit out. Exactly. So it's... the less likely you are to do any of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy that. I won't be editing that out. Right. Very good. Uh, where were we? Oh yeah, so I can't believe you just edited that thing right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't believe. What... Oh, we should have asked him who, who's better, Wilkinson or Farrell. But it is Wilkinson, so that's a shame. <laughs> oh. Um, so the two semi-finals in France are Montpellier, who have been phenomenal this season. Uh, just, just stop for. Oh no, 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 go on. Sorry, this can wait. It's just um... so Montpellier, Lyon, and then Racing, Cast are the the semi-finals. Hmm. Uh, I don't know who's going to win any of them, but I sincerely hope it's Leon. Leon, yeah, yeah. We'll be rooting for Leon. Um, do you remember last week we were joking about? We, we were saying, "Oh, come on! You've you've done the WhatsApp messages to announce new players, uh, the okay, WhatsApp yeah. conversations, and we came up with a question of sport mystery guest fashion." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, Ben Tadman has tweeted us and said, uh, and this has happened in the last few minutes. He said, and this was seven minutes ago. This just happened. Harlequins have done pretty much exactly what our suggestion was. They've got a silhouetted player stood outside the tunnel. Ooh. Like, Mr. Yes, can you work out who the silhouette is? So I've worked out how I'm Ooh. going to um, do my WWE thing. Okay, yeah. So how many players can you name on a bench? Uh, what? Hey, what? How many players can you name on, on your Eight. bench? Eight, right? Yeah. I'm going to name seven and a mystery. 
Right, <laughs> and then midway through, he can run down the tunnel just, just do, like do, a, do, do. yeah. <laughs> Woo! Who is it? Of course, you've got to keep everyone like secret. No, I pyrotechnics think everywhere. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't think you. Yeah, only when they go on the field, you bring them out. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Straight out and onto the field. Yeah, yeah. But I want him running down the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> like, number seven's off. Woo! This guy just comes storming on. Maybe mid play. It's not even a stoppage. <laughs> The only for new signings. <laughs> now, is there a danger he's going to get confused and choke slam the referee? Well, you know, give the fans what they want. <laughs> exactly. I um, uh, do we need to just briefly for anyone that might not have understood the Sam Burgess thing? Because that was amazing that that Carl was game on to talk about <laughs> that. That was well, I think you sort of got from it. Yeah, what, you, you got what the thing was about, but um, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, we missed the semi final. Leinster Munster. Did anyone watch this? I didn't. I've seen the highlights, but I didn't watch it at the time because it was the same time as. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. It's disappointing thing. scheduling that to put two of them. Yeah. You, there's only four uh, English, Irish, British uh, games this weekend. Why not have all four of them? I don't so know people why. can watch them. I mean, Just maybe BT Sport can answer, or the man who works for BT Sport can answer this, but. Would it not make more sense to push the Saracens game to five o'clock or something? Are sorry, how on, sorry, sorry. The Exeter game to five o'clock. Well, no, I quite liked having the, the back-to-back BT Sport. Maybe. Because you'd roll straight from one straight to the other. Maybe the Pro 14 game yeah, would be five o'clock then. it would have felt like. But presumably, neither were willing to, to do but it. They, I'm sure they have been in previous seasons. I'm sure, yeah. like, there's been a Friday night and then there's been a Saturday evening game. Oh, sure. I seem to remember it was... No, no, last year was the same. Was it? And the year before was the same, where it's Premiership Pro 14. I'm, I'm sure... No, well, Premiership Pro 12. Premiership used to play one of theirs on a Friday. Like, Northampton Leicester was on a Friday. But is that up to the club? Mm, don't know. Don't know. I, l- I love a Friday night semi-final. I think it's yeah. much better. Yeah. Oh, semi-final? Oh, yeah, yeah. I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, semi-final. Yeah, it, it should be... We should be able to watch all four games. Is all, that's exactly. all I care. And, and push, it, push one to a Sunday. Push one to... Saturday at 3.30, 5.30, 12.30, whatever it is. Now, weirdly, this is the closest result. It was. And I, I do... So, Leinster did change their team quite a bit. Did they? Who they? I don't know how they do this. I know, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No Sexton. What? For example. Uh, Ross Byrne played fly half and, and did well. Um, from Again, from what I've seen. But it was a much closer result. And it didn't seem like it when, uh, after however many minutes it was, eight minutes, Jack Conan crashed through after the a brilliant, brilliant break and offload by uh, James, Sexton, James Lowe. Is Sexton injured? Uh, I think he was picking a knock because he wasn't kicking towards the end of the final, was no, he? No, he wasn't. Oh, yeah, you're right. Masewa, so he probably is carrying a knock, but I think he should be okay for the final because he finished, he finished the other final, the Champions Cup final. This is disgusting. I mean, how do you not? How are you that good? You don't need Sexton, and you still win semi final. <laughs> uh, and it, they were comfortable. It was the the try in, right in the last second, which I don't think was a try. Did you, have you seen this? No. Is this Zebo combining with someone else? No. This is uh, Grobler, who tried to put the ball against the post. I think it was the wrong decision th- from the TMO. I think it was the right outcome, but wrong decision. So he went. He tried to put the pick up and put the ball against the post. There was a couple of Leinster players who stopped it. One of whom was sitting on the floor and put his arm out. So I don't think I actually think it should have been a, a penalty try 
and a yellow card, uh, which would have then given Munster one last play against 14 men ah, to win, win the game. Uh, but it wasn't, unfortunately. It was. I noticed uh, Kieran Parker, XL Shark, uh, is on the bench there. Oh, really? Mm. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> that's, uh... I say we really like I care. <laughs> I mean, that's the big news from this one, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, Joey Corbury is apparently off two months to next year on a one year loan. Is it Which uh, off, is to Mun- off to Munster? Yeah, so he's off to Munster. And Hanrahan, no, the other one. Who's the other one? Keatley? Yes, Keatley's going to go to Ulster. Okay. That's what I hear. Which sounds like. I mean, don't you just want. Don't you just want the real deal? Uh, Johnny Sexton, yeah, I'll take him. I think in Carberry, I would, I would take, I would happily take Carberry. So, I, I, so I think that's, yeah, John, I think, I think that's a plan. So Johnny McPhillips is playing well. Uh, he's only a young lad. He's got a lot of talent, a lot of capability. But they, you can't just have one. No, you can't. One but isn't half. that exactly the point? Which is, ex- as soon as you give a young lad like Johnny McPhillips a bit of a run of games, you start battering the Ospreys, and you think, oh, he's <laughs> he's pretty good. You know, you just need games for most of these lads, and they're all pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot of talent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ulster do definitely need another backup, because obviously Olding would have been one of the backup fly halves. You must have another kid somewhere. Alongside Piatau. Just get uh, a kid. Sorry, Piatau, um, <clears throat> Just get a kid uh, from somewhere and train him up. Yeah. That's how it works. It's the Pro 14. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it's there to Probably do, and it works. Look pro- at- all the kids are in the uh, Leinster Academies. Uh, I think, hasn't Ulster schoolboys traditionally produced a lot of talent in the backs? Not bad, not bad, yeah. Nowhere is as good as the, the Leinster production line. Mm, true, true. Have you seen, um, just elsewhere, have you seen, I was looking at the New Zealand squad. Have you seen the squad? Yeah. No, I haven't, I have seen it. Oh, it's frightening. Uh, my boy, um, Hurricane, Hurricane's... Dominator this season, Ben Lamb, who's made Julian Surveyor look yeah. like Julian Clary. <laughs> <laughs> Julian not, Surveyor, not, who can't get in the squad. By not way. not in the squad. So Ben Lamb not in the squad. He is he's something else. Wow, he's been scoring tries for fun this season. But isn't that the whole point of the of Super <laughs> Rugby? Like you just score tries for fun, and yeah, that's even it. even by Super Rugby standards. But like last year, it was Vince Orso scoring for fun. <laughs> And Lauer Mappy's And Lauer Mappy, yeah. Every position on that field, they just look frightening. You've got like, oh man. They, yeah, they Perinara are. Perinara Smith at the centres, Crotty Goodhue, Lauer Mappy, Lynette Brown, Sonny Bill Williams, back three, <laughs> Geordie Barrett, Rico Ioani, Milner Scudder, Naholo, Ben Smith. Yeah, we get it, they're good. Oh God, it's... <laughs> Quick question, who is unfortunate enough to go touring there? France. Oh, good. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, they are the one team I think they might be frightened of. Well, the, they probably would be if because the French seasonal it normally kind of coincides. Oh, it yeah, normally coincides right. like they miss half the players are flying out there in, the, in just in time for the first test. Well, the se- no, they, well, last yeah, year it was the second the test. Second test, yeah. So the, they're normally in transit. Uh, during the first that test. is so amazingly French isn't it I mean I don't, I've not astoundingly French let, let me I'll check that because they might have sorted out this year they might have because there's one if there's one simple thing to sort out it's having your players available yeah, for the games you, yeah the one thing you need for a rugby team is players yeah uh, we've all we've all established that there's there is sorry go on no go on I, I, I was going to say I think it's the Argentine tour maybe they didn't have all the players but you know, the more disastrous it is, the better it is for everyone, really. 
It's so it's so French. The selection I like in the New Zealand squad, um, it's a very similar kind of player to Sam Simmons, Jordan Talfua, quite a short uh, number okay. eight. Hmm. He's, he's plays for the Crusaders. He's really he's been really good, but everyone says oh, he's a bit. Is he a bit too little to play number eight? Don't know. Him. So I wonder if this is a signal of the maybe the the game changing a little bit. Well, we'll see. But he's a he's an impressive guy. So I I can tell you that the uh, first game of the France New Zealand tour is exactly seven days after the top fourteen final, which means they've got to travel. 12,000 miles they got to finish playing finish celebrating travel 12,000 miles still celebrating st- uh, probably still celebrating and then prepare for a test match if those the players involved in the final are going to play nice that's a, a tough Pre- ask isn't it preparation uh, let's do this week's we- this weekend's games not, many, it, not many of them to do <laughs> yep so oh, one other thing in super rugby did you Jaguars see one? Haguaris again. The Haguaris are since I've stopped un- watching them unstoppable. They uh, destroyed the Blues fifty-four. Did they? Yeah, fifty-four twenty odds. How ironic that they've just abandoned their national selection policy to include European players. <laughs> and the yeah, I've stopped w- watching them. Maybe that's why they've got. Oh God, we've got to pull our finger out now. Yeah. Oh my God, we're, play. We're, we're not the only shop in town now. <laughs> yeah, put that tequila away. <laughs> <laughs> it is. They had. Two years of experiments, and now we're getting towards business end. By that, I mean we're 18 months out from a Rugby World Cup. They've got to start playing like they mean it, and when they play like they mean it, they're looking pretty good. So is anyone touring there? Uh, Someone must be. There will be. Uh, Let's have a look. Oh, is it Wales? Because they've got to go to USA first. Uh, Is that still on? Still going to... That's still definitely on Washington DC. I assume it is. Ireland have announced another game in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, Argentina Wales. It is. Um, who are? Oh, it's um Ireland are playing. Uh, oh, I've seen it. USA. Are they playing Ireland, USA? Ireland Australia. Ireland, oh, Australia. is it USA All Blacks? Is it Ireland Australia in Chicago? No, 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 no. USA are playing. Oh, is it Ireland well, USA in Chicago? So I'm just looking at the summer tours now. No, yeah, I'm thinking of us having a week, having a few days away. <laughs> In two weeks' time. Come on, no, not in two weeks' time. In, 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 in autumn. In, in the autumn, yeah. Come yeah, on, there, was a, there was a game announced for for the autumn. It's a coin flip, isn't it? Do we want to do the Aviva or do we want to do Chicago? Mm. Well, they're both in Chicago, I guess, aren't they? So. Well, well, we don't know yet. Yeah, are they? I, I, Maybe. I've heard that it's very likely it's in Chicago, let's put it that way. Did you see there oh, was... It's Philly again. Yeah, it's Soldier yeah. Field, um, scene of their all-black victory. They're going to play Italy. Oh, it's only Italy. Uh. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I'm not God, sure. Oh, it will be part of such a, spoiled brats. But but it will be part. Wait, it will be part of a triple header of games on Saturday the third of November. So it could be quite a full stadium, right? Okay, which will also see the US men's play the Maori All Blacks mm-hmm. and okay. the and the women's Eagles play the Maori All Blacks. Right, okay, uh, okay. The Black Ferns. Look, that's very nice. Okay, but here's the long and short of it. I don't have enough time in the USA to see more than one game. Yeah, like the game yeah. is nice to build up to. Yeah. But I have about 80 minutes to not drink, and then the rest of it, yeah. I've, I've got stuff to do. And it yeah. does involve watching sport. <laughs> it mostly involves drinking. Yes, and, and actually watching some sport on TV. And eating oysters. UK sport on TV. And eating oysters. Yes. It, oh, yes. And actually, we played a game last time. Oh, and, yeah. And we went. To, that was good fun. Yeah, I tell you what was really good fun. Straight after that, we went to this bar in New Jersey, and it was 
it felt like a film scene. It, it was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it was like, the, like which one was this? Is this the Premiership game? Yeah, yeah. When we played yeah. the Bayon Bombers. Oh yeah. yeah. And we was... went to their clubhouse, which was just it's a really cool bar. In the well, well, it's not cool. It, it was, was a dive, dive bar. bar. It, it was, was, it was an absolute dive bar. dive bar, but it was brilliant yeah. fun. Oh no, is this the one I was at or the one I wasn't at? This the one you, the one you weren't at. Oh right, I don't care. <laughs> I, was, I was so hungry, I was getting uh, hot dogs and then rolling them up in slices of the pizza. Mm. Uh, great minds, great minds. <laughs> and then showing them how to neck pints. <laughs> uh, well anyway, if you did want to do the Chicago adventure, Saturday, November the 3rd. Or keep your powder... Oh, how on, Saturday, November the 3rd. Or keep your powder dry. For March. Is it March this year? The, you, you... It's March 2019 is the premiership game. Oh, is it? Oh, we I can think. do both then. I, <laughs> finances permitting, we better sell some razors. Oh, yeah. How yeah. can we do that? <laughs> well, no, that's not the reason. The <laughs> it reason is the reason. The reason you should get a Cornerstone <laughs> well, razor is they are the best razors you can possibly get. That is another very good reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, they show your face too. No, they're very, they're extremely good. You've heard us talking about Cornerstone razors. It's a mail order razor. Uh, you, you go to the supermarket, you have the, the, the same old selection. <laughs> Um, but actually, if you get it but via a different means, you get access to something even better. GQ magazine awarded it in one of its uh, awards as the best razor uh, of the ones that, that it was up against. So, you know, they know a thing or two. We know a thing or two. And the point is you can give it a go for less than a pint. Four quid. Have you got four quid to try out something that will change the way you uh, go about a morning? Four quid. And you get your six precision-engineered German razors from Cornerstone in a presentation box. You get your aluminium shaft engraved with your initials. They're weighty, they're heavy, none of this plastic nonsense that other companies are trying to flog you. And all for four quid and with no obligation. That's because you listen to us. So what you need to do is go to cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers. That's cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers or... Egg 10 at checkout. Yes. Perfect. And, th- and then we can go to USA twice and next season. And do amazing podcasts for yeah. you. Like I, like the first one that we did, uh, the three of us did oh God. on a rooftop Podcast in, Bro- in Brooklyn. Podageddon. <laughs> after having a bottomless <laughs> brunch. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was... Just I, rem- I remember that brunch. We were just going over the edge and Phil very sensibly was like... We do need to do a podcast, boys. <laughs> but All those, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those bloody Marys were just, they were irresponsibly strong. And, and the, uh, the the customer service in America is such that you look around and you look back and your glass is full again. Yeah, exactly. They're amazing. Was, yeah, irresponsibly strong, poured irresponsibly. I, I simply did not know how much I dr- was drinking. <laughs> we should have bought our kit there. Although, we were in Brooklyn, weren't we? So like every every other person's got a podcast. In fact, every other person has got a podcast, haven't they? <laughs> Just be normal fare. You have to choose a podcast or a beard. Oh, That's basically it. Yeah, lots of both. Mm. And the, the thing that struck me was the, the sheer number of uh, French Bulldogs and Boston Terriers. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. everywhere. We have a friend, These right? glamour dogs. We're, we're, <laughs> this is, we have a friend that texted me the other day. This is completely uh, like off the, um, off the beaten track here. How many calories a day do you think that a Labrador eats, according to, to our friend Michael Ainsworth? Huh. Um, well, I'm just thinking they'd have uh, two big bowls of food... 1,500 calories. 1,500 calories? Well, that's the sensible... I mean, I did that calculation. According to him, it was 50,000 calories per day. And the amazing thing is, all my intelligence mate, all my intelligent mates on this group 
actually agreed with it. And so I pointed out, that's 50 roast chickens <laughs> a day. There's not enough roast chickens in all of... Uh, sorry, there's not enough chickens in the world to feed the Labrador population of Chalton. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that around with Bulldogs. Anyway, let's talk about some rugby again before we really go off the beaten yeah, track. Yeah, this weekend. Perfect. So... Two finals. What what time are they? Oh, by the way, he got three that, and six. Oh, can I, sorry, can I just add um, one more thing to that story? Uh, he got his fact from Mum's net. <laughs> well, mm. you know it's good then. <laughs> yeah. Right. Three p.m. Twickenham. Six p.m. at wherever the Pro Fourteen final is. Dublin. Is it Dublin? It is Dublin. Yes, because uh, we've been invited. Oh, okay. If you want to go, do you want to go? Uh, aren't you in? Uh, I'm in North Wales. Oh, okay. oh you're going to Beth Gallet again? I am going to Beth Gallet. Poor man. Going to walk Molshabod, I think. Molshabod. I'd, 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 I'd rather drive my car into a ditch. Going for a few pints in the Saracen's Head in Beth Gallet as well. Oh, an omen, perhaps. Well, perhaps. Which final do you want to do first? Pro 12. Pro 14. 14, 14 yes. So this is a repeat of last year's semi-final that Scarlet's won. Yep. Of the two performances from this weekend... Scarlet's undoubtedly the most impressive. Yes. I, so, I, I can't pick against Leinster anymore until they give me a reason to do so. Saying another team might show up on the day and they might be able to do it is just not a good enough excuse to pick pick against Leinster. Yeah. So I've and tried we, this multiple times. It doesn't work. Um, so we, we've seen this before as well. Yeah. In the, the semi-final they of the Champions them. Cup. And it was... One way traffic, they just they completely stopped Scarlets from playing, mm. and Leinster, they they not just stopped Scarlets from playing, they were rapier sharp in attack themselves. So I can't, I can't look past Leinster. No, I it's just can't. Actually, a pretty dull analysis because I, I don't think anyone's going to beat Leinster, and until Leinster show me some cracks or they lose some players or something happens, I mean they're, they're all fully fit, pretty much. Uh, Leinster and probably Leinster by twenty points. Wow. Well, if if yeah, Leinster, if they don't stop Scarlets from scoring, mm. then it'll be very interesting because they can score from absolutely nothing. That is true. But I think they will. I just think their kicking game, their kick change game, their control of territory and possession will just be too good. So it, it's oppressive, isn't it? They are yeah. suffocating both in the relentlessness of their attack and in the the toughness of their defence. Mm. So we're all saying Leinster. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't even give you <clears throat> give you the analysis why because I don't know what they're going to do. I know they can beat they can beat teams like Exeter, they can beat teams like Scarlets and they can beat everything in between. Yeah. That's my analysis. Safe bet. Uh Saracens versus Exeter. Right. So there's something I want to mention here. Okay. Which is, so Exeter, particularly in the first half, but in the whole game, completely controlled possession and territory. Mm. Think back to a couple of years ago when Saracens won their two uh, Champions Cups. They put in some incredible performances. The the one that I'm really thinking of is um, when they hammered Claremont in the semi-final yep uh, the 30, 37 points to 5 complete taking apart of an incredible Claremont team 
And in that game, Claremont had something like, I'd, I've not got any of the stats in front of me, but they had 60-70% possession, 60-70% territory, but couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. Because Saracens just absorbed it, absorbed it, absorbed it, forced the turnover, exploited the turnover. Do you think this game could go like that? Because there is... So Exeter were put, playing 25 phases against Newcastle yep. and eventually forcing either a penalty or an opportunity. If they're not getting to that, there's only so many phases you can go through. Yeah, then you... Well, yeah. So Exeter tends to go through more phases the closer they get to the line. I was going to say, there's only so many phases you can go through... It sort of is at odds with the way that Exeter can play. It's <laughs> like, no, no, we'll just keep going. We're quite happy. But further <laughs> out, you know, they do play a lot of expansive stuff. So, yeah, I think it'll be like a Constantina effect. It's like, as they get closer in, the, you know, the pass will get shorter and they'll get closer and closer and closer and tighter and tighter and tighter. But, you know, playing Saracens is a lot different to playing Newcastle. And that extra physicality might actually be the difference. In fact, it will, it, it will be the difference. So... Uh, I mean, the way it sounds play, I, who's going to win the gain line? That that's the ultimate question. Who's going to win the gain line? Well, I actually think the gain line will be fairly equal. Yeah, I don't. I don't think either of them will be overly dominant on the gain line. Um, they'll both win collisions, but overall, it feels fairly evenly matched. Yeah. So I think the difference in style of play is, you know, what you'll see from Saracens is that really hard, aggressive, you know, two out. Um, Forward runner, as, as yeah. sort of, and, that, and that's what they're that's what they're good at. Exeter go forward slightly differently, i.e., they've got those nice little triangular patterns off wingers, and they've got you know they've got a, a little bit more in no, not a little bit more in stretch because the Saracens are fair, a, a fair, a fairly stretched, but they attack more towards the breakdown and then a little bit more out wide. Whereas Saracens are kind of in between that. Ah, uh, I just don't know. I I, I don't know. Whoever can so, counter the other one more effectively, I'd say. So here's a question then. How many... When we've done this in the past, when we've had very close games to call, how many Chiefs players get into the Saracens team? No. How many Chiefs units? Okay. Chiefs uh, d- units. Do it, as a, do it as unit said. So front row. Front row. I mean, scrum time, Saracens have actually not been very good this no, season. No, they haven't. Yeah. Ninth or something. But, but Vincent Cock, Jamie George, Mar- Maka Vanapola can do it all well except scrummage as a unit effectively <laughs> well yeah. no, they they've had bad patches this season they've had some very bad no, no, they were they were the i think i think they were the lowest ranked premiership scrum <laughs> in terms of success ratio. yeah wow. they they're pretty pretty down there like against Leicester they got absolutely hammered yeah Would- so exeter do have an opportunity to to win penalties there which could be crucial but i would still take saracens I, I would, I would still take Saracens. Although, well, it's not. It's a, it's a six, isn't it? It's not the yeah. three. And uh, I mean, that's, that's tough. That's pretty even. Cause, that. Yeah, because when you consider this the six, you get Scott Berger off the Scott Berger, Scott Brits, Scott Brits off the bench, and you get Juan Figolo and whoever uh, and Baz Barrington. Yeah, but uh, but, but extra Luke Cowan Dickey is going to be. A, he's Jack Yendel, Cowan Dickey and Hepburn and Yendel and Harry and ben Williams. Boone. Harry Williams didn't play this weekend, did no. he? It was Francis and uh, no, I've heard Greg Holmes. Has there been some chat about Harry Williams? Uh, yeah. Too big time now, is that what you're saying? Well, no, no. What, what, what is this chat then? I've not heard any of it. I don't know. But it's some chat, some generic chat. So, tell me later. Don't, I don't, just, just chat, just chat about Harry Williams, about mm. him, just how good he is. Um, <laughs> Do you want to edit that? All right, so equal, equal, so equal. equal. 
second row, you'd have to take Saracens. Yeah. So, I, I thought Cruz was injured. Cruz was injured. Didn't look injured this week. And so he is missing the summer tour because he's going to have ankle surgery. Ah. Ooh. But if if that's a man playing when he needs ankle surgery, God. Yeah, he didn't do half bad. He was he's incredible. I uh, would. I mean, there is no choice about it. I pick Saracen second row every day of the week. Back, yeah. back row with Billy V. Billy V, yes. But all, but as a unit, Ormond, Simmons, and whoever else they want to pick, I think... Ewers. 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 Do you yeah. see the offload? To, oh, yeah. Ewers yeah. was... Ewers is back to his bullocking best. Yeah, that's... Uh, 100%. I think I go, go with Exeter. And that sounds crazy, actually, to say you go with Exeter, but... I think, although, I'm, I think I'm with you. I think Nick Azikwe, with his shaved hair, looks bloody nails. He looks hard as nails. He is massive yeah he is he is absolutely i mean mark mccall was um mentioned that he thought it was a bit unfair that nick ezekwe wasn't mentioned as a young player of the season and you've got yeah. to say that's that is nuts that he wasn't in that conversation yeah. he wasn't just, nominated just the number of games he's played at such a young yeah. age I and the versatility why, and, fi- and physicality yeah, exactly. second round six big or... european games yeah at, he played against leinster at six um yeah, I think I think I would go for Exeter. I think I, I think I might go for Exeter as well. Although Billy Vanapola is that and, good, and so the the options off the bench. So Michael Rhodes oh, versus yeah. Toot Tank Waldrum, whose break for the Armand try was superb. Fair so yeah, give me give me Exeter. Yeah. So, but I think so. We've got Saracens edging the front row and the front five. Exeter maybe edging the back row ever so slightly. So basically, it's really even half backs. You got to pick Saracens. Yeah. Well, Nick White over and Joe Simmons. No, but as a, as a unit. Oh, is it Joe Simmons? That, yeah, as a unit. Yeah. You've, got, yeah. you've got to pick Saracens. Joe, Joe Simmons has been superb, and he he came from nowhere, and he's looking so composed yeah. and, and competent. He's brilliant. Hill and Slade versus Barrett and Lazowski. Assuming it's all the same Hill. selection. Hill Slade. Uh, Barrett Lazowski. Give me, give me Saracens. I think. I think Saracens too. The, uh, yeah, I mean Hill is not tremendously dissimilar in the job he does to Barrett. And well, those, Slade and Lazowski two are very evenly yeah. matched. Yeah, they're they playing are. the same rules. I mean, I guess you would say if you uh, maybe even six months ago, Slade is the second coming. Uh, Lazowski looks tremendous, and he's. Do you know what? He, he's he's a little bit more explosive than Slade. Slade's nice and silky and smooth and the rest of it, but Lazowski just goes. And he played three different positions at the weekend as well over that 80 minutes, which is very, very Henry Slade-like. Yeah. Lazowski and Slade are both kind of vying for that, yeah. probably that bench spot. Come if I was Lazowski, I would, I'd want to be played at 13 now, or just one position, and don't well, ever move me again. So, yeah, those having those two as genuine 13 options, I like that. I quite like having the hard man at 12 and the, the playmaker Like when at you 13. and I played at Bayonne. The hard man at 12, playmaker at 13. Exactly. So, so, so we did it. <laughs> and the, the the final unit is the back three. Hmm. So you've got Turner, Woodburn and Noel versus oh, m- great mates, Wiles. Liam Williams, is he going to be out for the final? And Good, who's the best As attacking all, player. And Good. Yeah, best all-round rugby player in England. Uh... Probably Exeter. I think on those three, I'll go for Exeter. I would go for Exeter, yeah. Would, if, would but if you drop Liam Williams in there, I'm Saracens. If, if Liam Williams is in, it's Saracens, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Liam Williams is like, his best position is at fullback, as good as he is on the wing. 
And then you've got a choice. Do you want Good or do you want Williams? I don't think... Well, DeSaris Sar- 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 have some pretty tidy wingers coming in over the summer. Yeah. Who do they have? Lewington. S- Lewington, is Lewington back. for one, they'll be there. Yeah, yeah that's dynamite, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Strettler's coming back at 34, I think he is. So Is he 34? I think so, yeah. Is he doing the Andy, Fe- the Andy Fenby role? Who's signing Naira <laughs> yeah. Volo? Is that that's Northampton? Northampton. Yeah. Did you see his try at the weekend, or one, yes. of, one of his tries at the weekend? I still think they're a mess. <laughs> they're bringing in some talent if you can just harness their potential they've got like 86 flankers <laughs> uh, have you seen the list of flankers that they have yeah but Haskell he'll will meld them into a cohesive unit I hope you're right I don't say it though or he'll divide them and create even more ruptions no, and fissures that is, than the, that is the 100% audience. not how he rolls <laughs> um, I would say just going to North, to, no, I'm not talking about Northampton. Screw them. If, yeah, if, yeah. If, if they're any good, we'd, we'd, be, we'd be talking, talking about them yeah. in the final. No, so do one. So what we saying? What we saying? Basically, that that Saracen, what the Saracens back line X to back three, and the Saracens back row. No, the X to back row and the Saracens front five. So again, we're probably no closer to a. Uh, but from that, Saracens shade it for me. It's yeah, yeah it's can, it's nine six if we're taking those units. Yeah, and in the key and in the key areas. A lot of decision-making positions. Yeah. Saracens have it. Agreed. I think it's going to be a tremendous game. I can't wait. Yeah. Because it, it's not going to be... I, I, It will not be a 90-point thriller like the Saracens-Wasps game. No. It, it just, be. It simply won't be. Uh, but I don't quite well, know you, how it's going to go. But you say a 90-point thriller, there was 90 points, but it wasn't a thriller. No, it, well, it was, the result was. Ne- it wasn't. But it for was a few never, minutes, we thought, "Oh, could wasps come?" No, back? it was never. Ever it was in never doubt. in doubt. But there were some thrilling tries. There were. But yeah, you're right. It's gonna be a thriller like the Battle of Verdun. <laughs> that kind of thriller. Just millions of rounds of heavy artillery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it might, it might be like that. Just Don Armand and Billy Vanopoulos oh, running into each other constantly. Yeah. Uh, well, but it, yeah. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah, they should I've, they I've, should move the the the, Hadro, the hadron collider researchers to Twickenham. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, nearly nearly two hours on a weekend what? Which, which only had four games. Well done, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for organising those special guests. No, no, no problem. I might organise a few more next week. Who knows? Hmm. Very good. Right. Enjoy the finals. Get yourself a cornerstone razor. Enjoy the sunshine. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.